Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Listening to season five of Mother May I Sleep with Podcast. I'm your host, Molly Matthew. I just thought I'd give it a shot. Are you oh. free? Oh, oh, no. Reading freshman book reports is mm. my lunch. Well, another time I just uh, needed some advice about something, so... Well, I've got a sec. Um, what's up? <sighs> I don't really remember the details, and, and, it's, and it's, it's none of my business, okay? But, um, didn't you break up with Tom have something to do with, like, internet porn? Oh my God, is Stephen? No, no. Uh, it's um, it's Justin. Justin. My marriage was destroyed because of his addiction to internet porn. Oh, um, you gotta go. Um, I'm sure this is like some silly teenage stuff. No, die. We gotta talk more about this. And, and you have got to monitor his computer. Yeah. Got it. Thanks. See you later. Okay. So that's interesting to know. Yeah. That this man, what do you think he was doing? Do you think he was doing cyber porn too? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, uh, I was talking about this with my therapist. And my therapist was like, yeah, I've had, I've had uh, so many like... Uh, people's come in or hear heard so many cases about people that just like you know they have somebody that they're with and they love them and for whatever reason they just like the it's the anxiety of having to be with someone and like maybe not live up to the occasion or just like you are hyper uh focused on you know the porn sensation that you just have so little desire to to do anything with a real person and you completely like redirect all your sexual energy into something that's not even really sexual, which is just like consuming porn all the time. Yeah. I, I had a boyfriend that definitely like that was a huge issue in our relationship. Yeah. Huge. And I wound up like developing a lot of resentment, not just towards him, but to specifically his iPad. I yeah. fucking hated his iPad because yeah. I was like, this is what gets your attention. Yeah. And I don't. And I am your girlfriend. I bend over backwards. Like, you just can't. If someone is like, it's hard not to take it personal. Yeah, I will tell you that. iPad you, out the window. It's so difficult to take it not personally. But at the same time, 
And also to not project what you think could be going on. Right, of course. Because, you know, especially I'm someone that, you know, if I'm in a relationship, I don't, I'm not owed any information. But if I know my boyfriend will not stop watching porn, mm-hmm. I'm going to start to ask questions like, hey, what kind of porn do you watch? Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to know. Maybe it's like, maybe we can incorporate it. Maybe it can be, we can watch it together. But then it was like never, I was never getting an answer, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, come on, what is it? Is it POV? Is it facial assault? What are we fucking talking? How bad is this shit, right? Never really any answers. I was like, okay, so it's like obviously teen girls. That's where everyone starts. That's the crack, right? But I was like, is he watching child porn? No. <laughs> is this, like, how dark is this? Is it like mommy-son role play? Like, how dark is this stuff we're getting to? Because I feel like, sure, there's a lot of shame involved with porn. But if you're not so ashamed to, like, have your girlfriend know you're masturbating that you don't put your iPad away, like, if that's not a problem for you, just say what you're jerking off to. Unless it's really bad, right? Yeah. In a relationship? No, I mean, people get weird hang-ups about that. There is, I know a lot of, like, because a lot of my friends wouldn't, like, most of my friends, not most of them, but, like, a good amount of my friends would be very open with each other. We'd be talking, like, yo, dude, what kind of porn you watch? And, like, some of them just completely, you couldn't get it out of them. Like, you would have to, like, put them under oath, you know? But that thing that you say about anxiety, about, like, that making actual sex so much more difficult. Yeah. Because you have, like, an anxiety around it. That sounds very familiar. Like, mm-hmm. what you put your finger on. Like, that is actually much more probably what was going on than I realized. But I started to really spin out about it because I was left without... I was in therapy, but my therapist can't tell me my boyfriend's point of view on yeah. why we're not having sex in his relationship with porn. Yeah, my my therapist got me – well, he's like – his his belief is that like pretty much everybody shouldn't be watching porn. But he said that to me. He's like, just don't watch porn anymore. So this is why you're here. Um, <laughs> I, I really wanted you to do this movie, as I said, because I wanted a young guy that can speak to something. I didn't want to bring you in to do like one of our sort of more heavy-handed topics for women. I really wanted a young guy who's dealt with porn – why did your therapist tell you not to watch porn? What's his theory on not watching it at all? How does he expect a person to avoid that? Do you think your therapist is a real person? Yeah, absolutely. Um, basically, my therapist is very uh, anti-porn in general just because it's like he's seen the way where it's like people just like completely channel every like sexual feeling they have into the into porn and then at a certain point it just stops being sexual and just becomes like a just like kind of itch you scratch habitually you don't get any joy out of it and you may not even really be addicted to it but it's just like a kind of like thing you do that replaces the actual sensation uh me personally i i was just like you know i get you get a lot of anxiety and like and part of that manifested in just like having zero like sex drive whatsoever like i'm just just yeah. none for the last like month plus and my therapist was like well one month <laughs> okay well you know it's, it's pronounced now but you know right uh and then my therapist was like yeah just like well start there stop watching porn and because it's like that's definitely been like i know a lot of my friends and myself were like you know as teenagers every day Right. Right. Um, dot. Every day. Every day. I'm sure. But like also um, multiple times a day even. Oh, yeah. But like everyone's – I mean that's just basic like when you get into a relationship or when you're seeing someone versus not like 
you just can't jerk off three times a day to porn. Like, you got to sort of dial it back. Like, anyone's personal habits, like, you're never, like, a guy's never going to be, like, going to match, like, like some, like a vibrator or something. A man's never going to match that. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that people lean off of stuff. Like, guys lean off of porn. People lean off of sex toys. People lean off of certain conversations or relationships or whatever because they they inhibit what's a natural like romantic relationship that you would want to be in, right? Absolutely. So I don't think that's like were you having like a problem in in general with porn or was no. you just like oh if you're if you don't feel like having sex just like stop watching porn every day and you'll want to have it again? Yeah, yeah, it was that. I mean, like I definitely like. I also got the feeling I was like, oh, I've probably watched too much porn in my life. But it's hard not to feel that way, I feel like. I think most guys are like that. But I definitely was like that. Maybe I, a little less porn, a little more Friday Night Lights. That's you know right. I saying? need to watch spiritual television that Friday Night Lights me. is not spiritual. But, no, but you said it would, it would, be, it would give it's me... It's very healing. That's the word you used, was healing. I gotta watch healing television. It's very, it's very well written, and the acting is fantastic, and the character arcs are fantastic, but it's also just really feel good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I wasn't in a place where I really wanted to watch something where I cried every episode. Um, when I started it, yeah. but it became that good cry. I really, it's really fun to watch it with a person too. Yeah, and I'm I'm crying every porn episode I watch, so I could actually go through. I'm kidding. Have you it. ever cried at porn? No, no, no. You sure? Yes. Okay. Uh, I've 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 been very glum watching porn. Have you cried during sex? No. Okay, that's a good question. Yeah, it is. That's the good follow up because if you were having that. Because that is actually, I do hear people often, like I've heard of it many times, people cry during or after sex. Yeah. Men and women. Definitely. While porn, there's no tears in that, honey, because there's no feeling. There's no, there's no enjoyment either. No happiness. It's just, there's no, there's no happiness in it. I mean, no, it's an, it's like, just like an itch to scratch. Like, it's just like kind of just habitually scratching an itch. Like, I was just like, I just couldn't, like, I would need it, like, if I was like, extra tired and like anxious and just couldn't fall asleep i'll just like you know watch porn and then you know jerk off and try to fall asleep and see if that gets me to bed kind of thing i would love to know what it's like to find that useful or entertaining like i it just doesn't like it's not it doesn't do my life isn't missing anything because of porn absolutely and and now that i'm not not doing it anymore not missing anything either i would but i just like i don't okay like those guys that like just scroll like fucking boob reddits and stuff like Dude, that. Dude, yeah. Like that really does something for someone. It's like the same way that I don't laugh at a fart joke, but that will have someone else doubled over. That's how I feel about like guys that m- must be scrolling boobs all day. Like I just yeah. don't, I don't get the joke. I don't get it either. I mean, like to me, it's either like, that's either like a clear sign of insanity or a sign that there's truly nothing wrong with your brain. Like, you just, like, don't have any hang-ups about anything. You're not, like, no sexual frustration, no pathologies, nothing. You're just totally just level-headed, nothing wrong at all. Or you're bonkers, one of the two. And I can't figure out which. Well, here's this other question I have, okay? So, like, I find that this always becomes an important topic or a point that people at least like to make in very elementary conversations about sexuality in general, the differences between men and women. And the first thing that men are always ready to tell you is like, we think about sex all the time. Yeah. And I don't understand. Like, I 
whenever I hear that, I become so uncomfortable because I'm like, oh, I've been moving through this world, like not thinking that someone was looking at me sexually like that or not observing me like this or like rating me in their head about whether or not they would sleep with me. I was moving through my life without that conversation in my mind. And now I'm like, <laughs> well, not only am I not included in that conversation, I'm just left to guess what everyone else is thinking. It's very paranoid. Like it made me a little bit paranoid, I think, every time I think about it. And watching that hallway scene where he was like catching glimpses of ankles and getting a boner, like – that really, like, it made me so uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah. oh, we're just all out here, like, fully for anyone's eyes at any time, whatever they want to do with that in their brain. Yeah, I, I, I struggled with that that sensation a lot, especially before I, like, before I lost my virginity, too. Like, before it was just, like, that kind of, like, is a monkey on your back as, like, a, as a young dude. It's like, oh, fuck, I'm just, like, I'm a freak or whatever. When did you lose your virginity? I was, like, 19. It was at BC? Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I feel like if it if it had happened earlier, I would have become more well adjusted earlier. You know what I mean? I feel that way about not having drank in high school. Ah, same. I didn't drink in high school. I was a total like goody goody till I got to BC, and yeah. then it's just like it's funny because the only thing that I can think of similar to porn breaks is you know Griffin from the group. We used to do this thing where we'd be like, all right, I'm not smoking weed for like three days Mm -hmm. because then I'll get like so fucking high. (laughs) And I think that that's exactly, we would take breaks just so we could get more high on the other side of the break, you know? Yeah. We've been smoking too much, man. We got to take a few days off. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so were you in a relationship? Like, was it ceremony? Like, was it a ceremonious moment? Complete, complete, just random happenstance. Just uh, one and done? No, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you ever speak again? Uh, yeah. Was it okay? You like hooked up like one more time after that. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, well, shout out to you if you're listening. You know who you are, special lady. <laughs> um, Diane has come home with some serious parental control CD-ROM boxes. Oh, yeah. This is this is one of my favorite moments. In the you love movie. a box with a CD-ROM in it. She bought oh, three great. of them. She was oh, like, I mean, I'm going to protect she's, them. She's fully deep into the addiction of uh, denying her kids uh, porn. I'm kidding. But. She's like a, a kid who's on his way to go lose his virginity with a box of 20 condoms. Oh, yeah. Right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Um, so, she gets on the computer, but, you know, she realizes sure enough, she doesn't know how to install this shit, so she calls Alex over, and Alex is a good boy. Sits down and helps his mom install this software and then he says to her mom you know we can uh get past this we can still like figure out a way to do this so while diane and alex are installing this software we see that justin has walked himself downtown okay it looks a little bit he looks like honestly where i used to live like a melrose and gramercy sort of like situation oh yeah very main hollywood um, really seedy type area, and he's walking back. We, I think he's gonna go get himself a dirty magazine, or he's going to a glory hole. A lot of neon lights, very like, uh, very taxi driver. Turns out he's just at an internet cafe. It's yeah. a lone laptop in the back of a room, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. That's that laptop that you always see people on that are like emailing their families back home. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. sad. I hate that. Or like the phone cards. The phone cards would really like always break my heart. Definitely, and that's- I'm like. Can you imagine only you have to buy a card, you have to save to buy a card to talk to your family? It's it's uh, a lot of those things just just like truly just like take the life out of you. Like just like the idea of like, 
you know, you your basic things like like you know you got to take the bus everywhere because you don't have. Oh, a I did that for years. Oh, me in too. LA. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Just like just like even things like that. Just like make everyday life just so much so much harder. Yeah. Thank God we have computers though. That's right. And every- well, back at home, Alex is telling mom, you know, we did set this thing up, but we can, you know break through this thing anytime. This is not a big deal. Not that we would do that, but we could do that. And mom's like, well, when we put the computer in the family room, that'll probably help things. So he's like, "Uh uh-oh, we're really screwed now, right? Yeah. And then he goes, well, what's going to happen when you're gone? And she goes, I'm going to take the plug. And I was like, there we go, Diane. That's like throwing it down for Alex the way he needs to hear it, is I'm taking the fucking plug and the chocolate ice cream. I just think he needs like some strong words. I think that Alex is actually the bigger problem in the family, if I'm being real with you. Oh, absolutely. It's never it's never like the the like first like canary in the coal mine. It's always the person who like doesn't It sucks when it's the oldest yeah. sibling that like shits the bed first. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially in a small family cuz like cuz they either, learn. The, 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 he either has to spend his life trying to not be his brother. Yeah. Or he's going to be his brother. Like, either way, there's, like, a not... Someone's getting sold out. When it happens to you organically, you just, like, you fall off the bike and then you get back on it. Versus if you have to watch it happen, you get that more profound effect on you. Yeah, and then just, like, left in the rubble of a destroyed family to fend for yourself. Um, So he's talking to Monica at the Internet Cafe. That's right. From Stroke Man. Being a reply guy. (laughs) He's totally a reply guy. And um, I, I do think that this was like a missed swim fan. Like we could have gotten a swim fan reference in this movie Definitely. at some point. Did you like swim fan? What swim fan? Oh my God. Swim fan is a great 90s horror or t- early 2000s horror movie starring Erica Christensen where she's obsessed with this boy on the swim team. It's like a great like campy sort of horror movie yeah, you no have idea. to watch. I thought, I don't know what you were talking about, but no, I never heard of it. Swim Gotta fan. It, it was her screen name. So... Anyway, he gets a call from Amy, and he's apologizing for taking the night off before they were supposed to hang out after the meet, but he's like, gotta go. Um, she says that a bunch of them are over at the diner, and if he wants to come by, you know, he should totally come, and she doesn't get it. You know, like, basically, she's just like, I don't really understand what's going on. You keep flaking on me. I like you. Do you want to come? Well, like, what's going on? And he tells her, you know what? Now's not a good time. I'll be in touch. So more of the same from him. I think he's, like, really fucking with this girl. And I want Amy to be like, I'm over this shit. I found a hot blonde boy at church. That's right. She could, she could find a guy She's adorable. who joins the army and then comes back and they have, like, a bajillion kids and live in Missouri and then just have an amazing life. Yeah. Um, but, like, she certainly deserves better than this asshole flaking on her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. So um, he goes back to the chat room. He starts to speed things up. He tells, you know, I want to meet you right away. That's what he says to Monica. So, that night, the whole family is there for dinner for once, but everyone is quiet as they eat. Virgin vagina shame has taken over the whole family, which makes sense. Yes, I don't know how I, I... I'm surprised they didn't eat in their rooms for the rest of this movie. Every time this family's around a dinner table, I'm like, how could you? Yeah, and, and like, how do they... I mean, like, they're all such strong personalities. How do they even talk to each other? Well, they don't. They sit in silence, yeah. which is probably the worst way to eat a meal. So, with, like, also sex shame dangling above the whole thing. So um, she's like, you know what we should do tonight? We should rent a movie. We never get to do that anymore. Um, Justin says he can. He has to go do homework with Amy, and they need to be in person because it's equations. And Steve says, okay, but you have to be home by 9. But, of course, this little asshole is not going to Amy's house. He's going to this 
I guess a diner where he meets Monica. He only really meets Monica here. And this set is so confusing to me because it looks like a really seedy dive bar. Yeah, but for some reason, they give they serve high schoolers soda there. I think, yeah, I think they're just uh, maybe they're trying to like make it seem even seedier. It's like, oh, they just like kids run around in here. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. But I again, just, more taxi driver vibes. Totally. So when he gets in, Monica sees him and she gestures that she wants a drink. Um, she looks beautiful, by the way, in this scene. Just her hair and makeup. She's very uh, much giving me Brittany Murphy in the, you know, she's the total Botticelli babe scene where Cher's taking her photo. Like, just like her ringlets are really pretty and she's really glowy. And we don't, Monica, we normally don't ever see her in this light. So I kind of do like that they gave her this moment of looking angelic. And she actually looks really classy and put together. Um, although I do hate her top. Um, he is so excited while he's ordering these sodas. He's dropping pennies everywhere. I don't know how he thinks he's going to pull this off. But back home, mom gets a phone call from Amy, who she's thrilled to hear from. She's like, hey, it's Amy. And she's like, oh, hi, Amy. And Amy's like, wait, where's Justin? And she's like, oh, wait, Justin's supposed to be with you. And I'm like, well, yeah, why were you happy to hear from Amy in the first place? Usually if your son's with someone and they call you, it means they're dead. True. Right? Good point. Why are you happy? Like, Diane, get on top of things. So we cut back to Justin making his big move by bringing the sodas over to Monica. They're sort of having, like, a little flirty moment. Um, I do want to describe her top as, like, one of those cotton tops with, like, a scoop neck where it's joined at the shoulders, and then it has, like, the loose open slit all the way down to the wrist, and then it's, like, closed with a tie I don't ever know who's trying to show off their forearm and upper shoulders, but typically those are not great areas on a woman. And these shirts were kind of popping at the time. You could see someone like Britney Spears wearing this. Kmart after dark. But unfortunately, this trend has continued on. It's 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 stayed with us all the way until it's probably about to come back next year. It's very disco. It's very disco. It's also you would see it on like a Mormon. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, shout out to my Mormons, by the way. Um, my girl, Christina, who helps me with my eBay, she's a former Mormon and she found me through this podcast. What's up, Ariana, as well? My two favorite Mormons. So, um, anyway, he basically like can't really sit there and have that conversation with her. He kind of like talks with her for a minute and then he, and then he leaves. I really spent a lot of time talking about this shirt in my notes. Um, let's go to 4730 to 4953. Hey, I'm glad we're finally getting together. Me too. Do you know I've been thinking about you? Have you been thinking about me? Oh, yeah. You're so cute. You know, I heard you're quite a fish in the pool. Um, I'm okay, I guess. Yeah. If Dooley went all state, he'd walk around with a billboard. You know, I'd like to come watch you swim sometime. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Well, actually, this, this, the meets are usually on Saturday. But there's a lot of kids who come and stuff, too, so... Yeah. I bet you look incredibly hot in one of those tiny bathing suits. Pretty cool, huh? 
sophomore boy hooking up with a senior girl. It's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? My parents aren't home. Well, uh, I gotta get going, actually. Now? Yeah. Well, I am. Um, I have this stupid history paper, dude. I would really like to do something with you tonight, but I can't. I guess I'll see you at school sometime later, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, bye. Bye. Hey, Justin, what's up? So, I love this right here because we're going to do a classic Lifetime um, stay on a shot about five seconds too long. And oh, I yeah. always think they're doing that to buy time. Like they just literally have to fill seconds to Absolutely. add up to minutes. Right. Um, I don't know about your high school, but I've never really understood the dynamic between like a cer- certainly when you're this young, like an older girl hooking up with a younger guy. Like it just, first of all, it's, it was never like cool in high school. Like For it was. Boating. Yeah, no, it'd be like a senior dating a sophomore boy. Like, no way. Yeah. Um, but there's something kind of like so predatory about this to me in this moment because she's so sexually experienced. And, you know, she and this kid have never really, as far as we've seen, had much more than a sentence or two of interaction. Oh, yeah. She is a, a complete uh, caricature of, of whoever is involved in the creation of this is like complete sexual panic right she's like the archetype of like a character for whom like you just project every bad thought about what what lascivious people are doing with their sex lives onto her and she'll do all of those things as a character it's it's like it's like how they write the kind of just like uh you know paranoid you know parents fantasy of like what could happen into this movie and like I I think that there is a world in which, like, this could happen and Monica's very empowered and she's still even, we'll see the way that this movie ends up. It's not that she's not empowered. She does get butthurt, but I think that she ultimately is someone who just, like, shamelessly really enjoys sex. She really enjoys the attention. She doesn't, I don't know if it's an issue of, like, she doesn't have good self-esteem or something, um, and that's why she's letting the whole school see her MySpace of her masturbating or whatever. But um, I, yeah, I can't tell with Monica if she's empowered or if, like, we never really got a thing. We never really got a thing, like, her parents are never around, and so she seeks attention, or her dad, you know, she had a fucked up dad, or... You know, she was unpopular, and then she started sleeping with people. Like, I just don't understand Monica's drive. Yeah, she even, like, has that, they have that exchange when when she goes, when he goes to her house, and she's like, oh, you think I'm some slut from a broken home? Well, well to be honest, in a lifetime world, 
Yes, typically, but yeah. no. Because it's always the rich girls who are slutty in Lifetime movies. Lifetime mm-hmm. is like, we're not going to be unlikable and make the broke girl be like a slut right. that's like crazy. No, it has to be the rich girl because no one's going to feel bad for a rich girl. Yeah. It, which it, is it, just such a fucked up way of thinking. Yeah. But- People can't have two problems as characters. No. They can only have one problem. No. Also funny that both of those things are problems. Right, 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 right. No, of course. Yeah, people rarely have more than one like one thing that they do in these movies. So when we get home, speaking of things to do, Diane's not pissed. She's not, you know, sitting in the living room ready to rail on him for lying about Amy's house. No. She's in her art room listening to an audiobook on her Walkman and cleaning her paintbrushes. And I love that because she's doing a little self-care, a little me time, a little self-entertaining. And I needed that from her character because I think Diane is a strong woman. And I just wanted to see her like off doing her own thing. And there she was, but ready to put that paintbrush down and shove it up her son's ass at the same time. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So he comes in and she's just like, um, he's like, oh, I was studying. She's like, no, you weren't. Amy called. You weren't there. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was going to go there, but I realized, like, I needed books at the library. And he's like, well, she's like, let me see the books. So he goes to pull them out. And I think, like, I don't know. Did she, like, did he just call her bluff enough? Because she goes, like, don't worry about it. But, you know, no matter what, like, you're grounded, basically. Um, So Diane has, oh, this is another thing he did. He said that he, uh, he wanted to call her, but his cell phone didn't have service at the library where I was like, nice play. Yeah. To get an upgraded device. Wait, so this is right after he came from the library, right? After not the library, he was meeting with Monica. Oh, okay. I was confused because I, I love the library scene. I'm, I'm excited for it to come. Oh, no, that's great. And yeah. Monica's in that scene as well. Yeah, but right, no, this right. was like, he did come up with a quick one. Oh, yeah. I was like impressed by that and that he even went for the book. I wouldn't have had the guts. I would have been like, oh, I didn't take it out. I was just copying notes down. You couldn't yeah, take the book. out. It turns out the book was broken. I would have told more lies. Yeah, yeah. Um, But he notices the computer has gone in his room. Mom says she moved it to the family room. Masturbating has turned our boy into a slovenly mess at this point. He's not getting up for school on time. He looks like dazed at all times. It's really like taken his life completely off the rails. So... He gets to school and he sees Amy, apologizes for the way that he's been acting lately, and they agree to hang out that night. He says he's not going to flake this time. Monica rolls up to him in the hallway, and Amy sees her coming down, but she she holds back to watch the interaction, but she can't hear anything that they're saying. Um, later, Justin is in the locker room when Timmy hits him up with a hot kink shame. Now, this is where I wrote this. Watching the beginning of this scene where the underage guys are all shirtless and ripped and wet from the shower in a steamy room, I have to ask Lifetime, what message are you sending about porn again, honey? Because mm-hmm. these are underage boys. We're ogling. That and dad's ass. I have to ask, Lifetime, why are you trying to teach me a lesson when you have some notes you can take yourself? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah, and this movie is is just too damn horny. Stop pushing it on me. I'm not trying to be attracted to a 17-year-old wet boy in a locker room. That's right. 5312 to 5514. Hey, leather boy. So what's sick, Slick? Timmy says he's the new king of porn. Tinky the clown. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I have to watch a bit of porn before swim practice. It kind of jacks me up a bit, you know? Here you're a real freak, though. Into the real twisted stuff. Come on, you guys. I'm just fooling around. This whole porn thing's a joke. You're the joke, leather boy. Yeah. Hey, dude. Hey, freak. 
I'm still getting perverted spam on account of you. I'd have kicked your warped ass. <laughs> Timmy's mad about some pop-ups. No, that's that's real shit though. That happens. Yeah. So my question with pop-ups was this. When I first got online and the pop-ups started and they were porn, my mom didn't know that they were pop-ups. And I didn't know how uh-huh. to like exp- – like it was like one time I got an Amber Alert and I had a crazy boss. And he was like, who put their cell phone on? I was like, the government's doing it. It's yeah. not me. Like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did yeah. your parents always know that they were just pop-ups or were you encountering pop-ups and just like – was no one monitoring? No, no. They didn't – they they knew it was pop-ups. But the first time I ever looked up porn because I'd heard about it – and this was like – I was probably like eight or nine. I didn't even do anything with it. But I just wanted to – I wanted – someone told me about the idea of porn at school. And I went to www.tits.com. Okay. Uh, because that's where my mind went. And I entered it, and it was a porn site. And the second I went to that porn site, I got no fewer than 150 pop-ups. Yeah, it's insane. And it was like <laughs> – just so many and i freaked out i was like oh no because no one was home at the time and i just like was closing 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 minutes went by minutes went by i was like they're gonna come home any second and that was my formative experience with seeing pornography on the internet i still remember it to you this day you have to day. do a hard restart absolutely and i didn't i didn't look at porn again for you know three years at least i like that you went to tits.com that's probably how i like i could tell if i was your mom that you were going to be a writer yeah because most kids just go to sex.com boobs.com but you go with tits yeah go detail yeah i like that yeah it's that's an attitude what did you think you were going to see i thought i was going to see porno just like straight boobs or like people having sex. Like I thought I was just going to see boobs. I thought so, I was going to see just naked ladies with boobs. Bring bring me through the initial conversation. Someone comes up to you and says, hey, when you go online, you can see pictures of boobs. Yeah. You can see pictures of girls' tits. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find them. Do you remember this classmate who told you? Do you actually don't even remember the interaction at all. Okay. I don't remember like You just what, got a little seed planted. I don't remember what spurred it in me to look. I don't remember really exactly like when it was but i just remember b i think i was eight and i know that that's what i entered and i remember having to close all the pop-ups frantically yeah i I, I, yeah like that's that's the other thing too is like you're so young and sometimes i feel like i hear like parents i know get really concerned about their younger kids yeah look finding pornography but I'm just like, yo, first of all, like kids are going to kids just write like the few swears or whatever they know into uh-huh. the Internet all the time. Absolutely. But kids know about sex. Kids talk to other people like this is like it, your kids are just going to encounter it. It doesn't mean that like they're fully possessed sexual human beings. You don't have to worry that your eight year old's having sex, but they're curious about it and they're looking at it online. That's not a like it's a bad thing, but it's not a bad thing. Like you can't be surprised by that. Yeah. Very odd when parents are like, Diane's whole mood about why she's so confused with this, I needed to know when we were going to find out about her back history with her father. Yeah. Oh, side story off that. I remember the first time I looked at porn was by accident because I went online 
and I typed in to, to go to a website, I typed in www. and it usually would have an autofill, and then I would just hit enter, and it would take me to the website I was trying to go to. But I typed really fast, and I just typed www, and then hit enter. And I guess in the internet of 1999, 2000, if you typed in www, it would take you to a porn site. I didn't know that or know what porn was, and I went and I clicked on this website, and I was like. Why is the why is the top banner image of this website a dude peeing in a girl's mouth? Because I didn't know what a blowjob was. That's so graphic. Oh, okay, okay. It wasn't pee. It was just it was like a blowjob. Right. But I was like, he's peeing. What the fuck? And you were an only child too, right? I was an only child. So you yeah. you were left on your own, just completely on my own devices. Yeah, yeah. Did your parents like have a conversation with you about porn? Did you ever get busted? Uh, I my mom found search history when i was in high school how humiliating i know i was like were you so embarrassed i was pretty embarrassed i was like i can't believe i like went a week without deleting my search history i'm a fucking idiot oh i never deleted my search history i was so naive oh yeah i mean i didn't for the first like uh like you know year plus of watching porn but like once i figured out how to do it i would do it like daily so what's the confrontation? Walk me through the story. She was, she was just like, I, I saw some of your search history, and she said, I just want you to know that, you know, you think they, they look like they're enjoying it, but none of them are. And I was like, uh, okay. I mean, so probably, she, especially at that time, she was more likely right than not. Yeah. I feel like sex workers have gotten, and, and on-screen performers have gotten a lot more uh, invested in their enjoyment yeah. over the years, and that narrative has taken over. Right. But, you know, I would say outside of the few of the AVN's top performers, uh, most people who were in porn, especially during that time, probably were not so excited to be doing it. Oh, yeah, with, like as it is with any, uh, as it is with any uh, of the creative fields. Uh, you working on the lower end of it, it is true hell. Yeah, well... When you're a star, when you're a porn star, which is interesting, yeah, you're the star, but you're still the lowest person on yeah. the thing. It right. makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. You're the star of the film, but yet you're degrade. Like it does. Porn is so. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people who are probably having much more intelligent dialogues about this. I as was about we to speak. say we're we're probably biting off a lot more than we can chew. But also, well, I did a little bit of my research by talking to my friend about this beforehand and definitely. sort of feeling out. I mean, this is also the thing, too, is that when we experience these movies, we're not experts at all. We're movie watchers just like the rest of us trying to pull from our own personal experiences to understand what could possibly possess these characters to act the way they are. Yeah. And it's so confusing to me, porn in general, that I feel like the the rational response is don't even just don't engage with it. Just go completely away from it. Just ignore it entirely. Too confusing. What was, like, your peak? Like, how much porn was, like, your word? Like, how much porn were you looking yeah, at? Yeah, age, like, 15, uh, twice a day. And what was day. your, what were you looking for? What was, like, your search? It, I would go, I would just go to, like, you know, the the front page of the porn sites and just, like, if it was something that I had, never seen before and i would never watch the same thing twice it would always be like a very important thing to me to never watch the same thing twice so i would just always end up watching all these like random different categories see that's so interesting is never watching the same thing twice because i would feel like you know i would want to return to a familiar friend yeah I would that's think. what most people i feel like that's how a lot of people do it but i i was just like 
I guess I was already like at such a like a burnout phase where I was just like I need That's, to have constant new sensation. That is one hundred percent what I'm taking from that. Yeah. Is like, damn boy, you're far gone. Your yeah. therapist was right. Yeah. Can I ask you, is your therapist like a like uh, your do multiple peers of yours see him? No. It's like a rogue off, yeah, off just, the grid. It was thing. it was the it took me forever to find a therapist because like there's like nobody near my office that took my like you know, shitty healthcare plan that I'm on. Yeah. So. No, it's so hard to find a therapist who, yeah. But so you don't like, you don't have friends that also see this man. Because no. that can get a little complicated. Oh, yeah. When you know, like, your therapist is telling all the same people to stop jerking off. Yeah. And then you know your peers are being told to stop jerking off. Yeah. You all got to think about that. None of my peers are being told to stop jerking off. Yeah, it's good to, like, not go to a therapist that sees a ton of your friends. I oh, yeah. I didn't even know that, that was a thing that happened. Huge in L.A. Oh, bewildering. Well, because, I mean, think about it. Like, you go to, like, the goal, obviously, is to go to your most well-adjusted friend and say, hey, seems like things are going well for you. You've done a lot of self-work. Who do you talk to? Mm -hmm. And then they give you a number. Well, turns out that being a level-headed person is very rare. So a lot of people go to the same person. Next thing you know, half the girls you know at UCB are in the same therapist's office. That's terrifying to me, that prospect. And also the idea of like how many, just sometimes I've been in therapy with older, like old therapists I've had and that I know see other people I know. And I'm like talking about fringe characters in my life. And I'm just like, I wonder if they see her too. Oh boy. And I wonder if people have come in here and bashed me and she's had to bite her tongue or like, you know, cause they have to sit there and be a totally blank slate. Boy, doctor-patient confidentiality has really got to suck. They got to be like, oh, man, there's so much I could put together. And oh, just... and not a lot of people are great at it. Yeah. I've had uh, I, pretty much every therapist I've ever had has broken that and really? told me other people's shit. Interesting. First name, last name. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I even felt bad just like mentioning what my therapist said to me. You know, in, in private. No, like, that's I, your that's your story. You can walk that out. Guess, you don't. Have, yeah. You're not confident. You don't have to keep confidentiality with them. I guess they All just right. can't be like, "Hey, I'm on a podcast. Told this kid Nate Fisher to stop jerking off. Uh, if you want to see me, I'm on Wilshire." Uh, like they can't do that. Sure, right. But you know, yeah. Also, I have questions about your therapist. Okay. <laughs> I mean. Like, none that you can answer. Right. But I just, you know, I'm like, who is this man that thinks it's just that easy for all these people to put down the porn? Well, maybe. Do you think he struggles himself? Possible. You know, you, you, you'd you think that, right? You know, it's always like, a you know, the cop's case that he can't solve is his own type of deal. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um. So, Justin and Amy are studying at her place. And I don't know if she's that religious, if, like, they're allowed to be in her bedroom alone together with the door basically shut. That would have never happened. And we weren't – my mom wasn't practicing, but I was not allowed to be in a room with my boyfriend when I was growing up at all. So she's like, are we going to hang out this weekend? Uh, Maybe, you know, I thought you'd be, like, with Timmy and them, but are we going to hang out? And he's like, yeah, of course we are. She's – I'm not really, like, close friends with Timmy, but, like, you know – some of the guys in that group are kind of weird and she's like well what about monica and then like the air just like it all just like hangs there you know yeah i've been that girlfriend 
drop in a thing that I know will like this, the reaction I get here will be the answer to all my questions. Um, and you know, he, uh, paused a little too long and says, Monica. And she says, you know, I saw you talking to her. And he says, yeah. So she said, hi, that doesn't mean I can diss her. I don't know what that means. He goes, have you seen her website? No, I heard rumors about it though. So then they have this like vague conversation that's so uncomfortable where she's just basically trying to get him to admit that he's been looking at Monica's blog like every other boy in school. Um, and he's denying, denying, denying. And then he's like, no, babe, I'm all about you. And he's like, I love you. He drops the L-bomb, which I didn't know they were saying to each other. And they start making out crazy on her bed. Starts taking her pants off. And she's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do this yet. I'm not here for this. And he's like, ugh fine and he gets all frustrated and like it's this awkward moment where he's like you know if you just want to keep fucking around doing this and she starts to stand up for herself which i'm proud of her she's like you know if i'm just some fuck buddy to you then whatever he gets so pissed he leaves he bangs into her mom while he's leaving um the room and then the mom just like looks in at her daughter who's sobbing on her bed with her cardigan like half off her shoulder she's crying and the mom goes are you okay honey and she goes, yeah, mom, I'm fine. And the mom goes, okay. And she, like, walks off. Yeah, you know, she's you know, too busy with her prayers, you know. She can't. I was going to say, what does she think? She's crying about the Lord? Like, this teenage boy just left her room. Your daughter's sort of in a state of undress. And she's got to go back to the Bible. Yeah, you can tell by the way that the comforter was that they were laying prone. Yeah, no, and, and it's, boy, it, it's, I love, I love the way uh <laughs> The kid, the, he just breaks down in that scene. That is is truly like he's a junkie not getting his fix. No, but it's not. Yeah, it's not even like. But it's not a sex fix either. It's like it's not a sex addiction because he's not. He hasn't had sex. It's just like a complete, just like outburst of um, uh, dissociation. Right? He's not even it's dissociation. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Because like, if you were first of all, this boy's not that dumb. Yeah, he cannot fuck Amy in her bed. While her parents are, like, walking right. around the house. Right. He's not taking her V that way. No. I also, we know that in that situation, he probably wouldn't have gotten too far with it. Boy had no protection on him. Mm-hmm. So there's that. What was that really about? It was dissociation, 100%. It was the it was the proof that he's completely incapable of processing uh, sexuality in a normal way. And this is, it, there's no, like... It, it, it's it's not it's not even horniness anymore. It's just some other creature. You know what I mean? And while I think that in these movies, it's like a little unrealistic for a girl to be like, you know what? If you're going to treat me like that, then no, I'm not just your fuck buddy. I think that that's nothing that a normal, a real life girl would ever do. They'd be, it's they'd be very too nice. rare. Ve- yes. I think it would be like, I'm sorry. I don't want to upset you. It's just how I feel. Don't be mad. And she's not there at all. And I actually really, normally I really cringe when that happens. But in this case, I really liked it for some reason. It like hit me, hit me the right way. Diane and the boys are at a garden center picking up some plants the next day. And Diane's excited to maybe get some herbs going in the kitchen. She wants to start cooking with herbs. The boys are like, mom, you're trying too hard. Okay. This like family togetherness stuff. It's just not happening. She's like, whatever happened to, like, helping your mom out, you little shits? Like, go get me some mulch or whatever. She gets a phone call 
And um, Justin's talking to Alex and he's like, dude, don't resist. Like, just lean into this. We're buying plants with mom. Um, Diane gets off the phone and she says that that was Thomas's mother. Now, who's Thomas? Thomas is Alex's friend, the little brother's friend, who he brought a glass of milk and showed some pornography. And Thomas was um, apparently showing some other boys at school pornographic photos that he had on his laptop. And Alex is like, wow, that's crazy. She goes, yeah, they came from your computer. So they're fucking busted. This is a multi-tiered operation. The corruption is crazy. I'm surprised it's only leaked out to two other people at this point. So um, she's doing that like sort of in between the teeth yelling that moms are really great at. And um, Justin looks at her and he goes, why are you looking at me? And she goes, because you're the one who brought this pornography into our home. 59.03 to 1 minute and 19 seconds just for a great mother-son moment. Justin, I need you to look at me. I mean it. Look at me. Problem with pornography. They're at Home Depot. No, Dr. Phil. I don't. Alex, go get me a a couple of bags of plant growth. No. Beth went through this with her husband, Tom. She gave me a lot of insight into this kind of addiction. It ruined her lives. That's nice, Mom. This isn't like some sneak-a-peek innocent kind of guy stuff. This is different, and you know it is. Well, I'm not Beth's husband, okay, Mom? I don't have a problem with pornography. I swear I'm telling you the truth. Okay, I don't have a problem. Good. But I'm shutting off internet access. Well, no, Mommy can't do that. I have homework assignments and class notes off the web. And what about emails? Use the library computers at school. You and I are going to have a talk in the car. Just going, you stupid dork. Diane. I was waiting for her to slap as, him. No, as is the uh, the modus operandi of this movie. I was waiting for her to go over in the garden section uh, to a garden hoe and go. You have a problem with these hoes online? Just shake the hoe. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's you just, should have done punch up on. I this. genuinely put me in touch with this guy. We'll do a. We'll do some variations on this movie. Um. Yeah. I want to ask you about. The Beth thing. Because her friend Beth isn't just her friend Beth. She's also a teacher at this kid's school. Yeah. And he calls her Beth. So she's obviously a family friend. But the last thing I would do is send my teenager out into the world armed with the information that a teacher at his school is divorced because her husband was a porn addict. This is gets at... There's so many wrinkles to the adult relationships here that really makes me think that the people involved in making this are just projecting uh, what happens to 55-year-old people onto 16-year-olds. Like when right. We, well, and this is kind of like I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but the fact that he then goes after this to an, to the library – to look at porn, that is the most 55-year-old man thing that you can possibly... How many times did you see like a fucking old-ass dude looking at porn? That's who does it. In the library. This is the story of a guy who got in a lot of shit with his wife for watching too much damn pornography, but instead of making it about him, he made it about kids. Yeah. 
This is the whole movie follows fits into that. The when he sends those emails and says uh, "beautiful honey" subject line, like that's that's old guy shit. This is an old man uh, living out his uh, his deep shame through these kids, and that's why they all act so weird. And let's think about this too: is that Beth is like in her late forties or fifties, like. How long has her husband been looking at internet porn? Like, her life just took a dark nosedive out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. They were living a happy, normal life. All of a sudden, AOL, you get the dial-up sound, husband's out the window, gone, on a bender. The Beth in real life that inspired this movie had this just happen to her, Mm -hmm. like, the day before. And then the the guy sat down and was like, well, got to write this script. Yeah. Well, we don't know that who wrote it, a man or a woman yet. True. I have to check the IMDb. It was uh, two guys, Wesley and uh, Richard, and then they also had another co-writer who was also Wesley. Okay. Okay. One of them. <laughs> one of them's got a got a cranking it addiction. I'm telling you. So Diane shuts the house down for the night, and she gets into bed with Steve. Uh, I wrote in my notes here. Where the fuck has Steve been? I feel like we haven't seen him for weeks. Yeah. Um, she asks him if he's ever um, fantasized about other women. And he tells her that he's one of the lucky guys. He married his fantasy. And she says that every year she gets older and less sexy. And she's sure that that's not his fantasy anymore. And he says that, you know, she fills all of his fantasies, not just the sexual ones. I actually thought that was kind of a nice compliment. It was. But this is why this is why my, my theory that this is actually about the, the middle-aged man who created it uh, this is why that's even more true is because this is the one of the seven characters that Steve is because there is no Steve character because the Steve character is actually the Justin these, character. Yeah, yeah. And so you just they just kind of fill in the gaps with the dad character. And it's like, oh, he's actually a cool guy that's not addicted to porn and is actually really chill and has a really nice ass and a hot wife. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, he's got a thick ass. And his only problem is that he doesn't tell his wife how wonderful she is enough. That's right. And then he does, and everything's great. And also, he's overworking. Um, he works too hard. He's working hard, not smart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're going to go to Amy's house now. And this is our only scene we have with like just Amy being her own person. And she's on the phone with a friend. She's like, oh, yeah, she's going to get her a homework assignment or something. And she says that she just has to go to her PDA and find the email uh, that her friend sent from it. She doesn't even really know how to use this thing yet. Okay, ding, ding, ding. That's why she hasn't discovered this treasure trove that she is about to discover in her scent box full of bondage picks and God knows what else. Mm-hmm. Um, She's had it. She confronts him at the pool about his filthy lifestyle in front of every single person there. We're going to play this one quickly too. 10208 to 10235. Justin, I've got something on my PDA. I don't know how they got there. Don't lie to me, please. What's happened to you? What's going on, man? Hey, get the hell away from me. Justin, that's no way to speak to your teammate. Screw all you guys. Peterson. Peterson, get back here. So my question at the end of this scene is what point... um, at what point, rather, is it inappropriate for a teacher to yell at a kid like that? Because that seemed aggressive to me. Hmm. The growl in his voice. Yeah. Like, when we when I was a kid, teachers could just go off on you. But I do wonder what the noise level is acceptable now. Also, are there some states where you're still allowed to hit a kid 
if you're their teacher because uh, I think that there are. There definitely have to be, right? And there's private schools like where it's kind of just a no man's land and if the parents are cool with them getting disciplined like that, they get disciplined like that. Oh, yeah. You don't want to cross up a nun or whatever. Right. I mean, I don't think they're taking the rulers to people, but at a public school, like, can a teacher in certain states, like, slap your kid? Mm. You know what? No. I don't think that I don't think they can anymore because there's there's even among the, you know, people who are not stereotypically like, you know, helicopter parents. I feel like helicopter parenting is now like universal. It's like incredibly pervasive. Like everybody's like like if you're a parent and you are like, oh, I don't want to like vaccinate my kids, right? That's another just like another version of being that one like overly protective parent. So like even if you were from a culture where stereotypically like you'd be more like inclined to like hit a kid, like I still think that's probably out of the window. Now. Honestly, the main reason why people probably completely refrain from doing it is lawsuits. Oh my god, yeah. Because even if the parent doesn't care that you hit their kid, they're going to sue you. Absolutely. For sure. If they're that money-motivated parent, got to be out there suing the school system, you guys. Oh, my gosh. If you sue one person. I bet the parents are sending their kids to school. like, get yourself hit. Get hit right now. We will take them to the cleaners. So Justin's in the library that night, and he's drinking a Yoo-Hoo really confidently next to the computer, which was a no-no. That would never have been allowed at Boston College, let alone a high school. Any library. Oh, especially in a high school library. You're not taking food or drink over to that computer. So um, he waits there while the librarian is busy, and he pulls out a USB stick that has all the good stuff on it. And he starts flipping between all the porn, and then he's going back and forth to his paper to see how quick his reaction time is in case someone should walk by. I've At done that. This point, I, of course. At this point, I noticed that um, if this is the same paper he's been writing this whole movie, he has written three more sentences than he started with. Yeah. This boy is four and a half sentences deep into his paper. And I think this is a big paper. Um, he's watching Monica's videos, and she's sitting there right across from him, which... Mm, I felt violated by it's very it's it's extremely horny filmmaking and I do love that we see Monica as a as a student she's just there to study sure yeah 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 she has dimensions the shared glances across the library that is very you can you can touch it you know what I mean it's very the tensions right there but I mean, I more noticed how much they weren't paying attention to each other and how Monica was just involved in her studies and he was staring at her like licking his chops. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like almost as if Monica's not allowed to get off the clock and study. Right. You know? And this is a library. How dare he, you know, besmirch the good name of the library. So um, Diane's coworker, who was the one telling her how scary the internet is these days, Answers the phone um, for her. I don't know why they stepped this out like that, but I kind of liked it. Um, she answers the phone, and then Diane takes it from her. And then whoever, whatever she's hearing, we obviously know Justin fucked up again. She's very flustered. Her coworker's like, hey, are you okay? But she's so angry she can't even speak. She's got her jacket. She's out the door. So Justin's sitting outside of the principal's office. Oof, God. I hate these scenes always. I, I never really got in trouble, ever. Mm-hmm. But just watching these make me feel Ill, Ill, thinking about, like, how terrible that would have been to live through that in high school. Definitely. It's just, 
authority scares me. When we went back for that shovelhead reunion, I swear to God, I thought the police were going to arrest us for being at a party. Yeah. Like when they came in, I, I went back to basic instincts, man. I was like, how, what, what, like, do we get on the roof? Like, how, where can we go? Yeah, I got sent to the principal's office all the time when I was like in elementary school. You did? Oh, for yeah. what? Um, It was – my mother likes to say it's because I was too smart Um, because I was just like uh, – just wouldn't stop talking ever and would always just like finish my work really fast and then just like bother the whole class bother and be everyone obnoxious. And be obnoxious because I had nothing to do because I had already done all the shit that that was supposed to take a long time and then just like just sat around and had no v- impulse control speech wise so I would just constantly be in the principal's office so from a very early age it just like didn't phase me at all just to like be there I was like yeah I'll end up here hello good to see you again ma'am whoa can't relate i know wow um all right let's play this scene 104.50 to 107.03 this is where we're gonna drop some serious news it's gonna fuck everything up justin hacked through the library firewall of course this means he won't be allowed to use the school computers until further notice why are you suspending him no but he's put on probation for the rest of the school year and he has detention for the next four Saturday mornings. Well, I think that's more than fair. I have a, a copy of Justin's progress report. Oh, God. Why didn't the school tell us his grades were slipping? We sent a copy of the report home and we emailed it. Look, Mr. and Mrs. Peterson, have um, have either of you ever caught Justin visiting porn sites? No. I mean, let's look at some pictures. Yes, I've, I've caught him looking at um, porn sites at home. Well, Justin was visiting porn sites on the library's computer. Look, he's he's not the only student with this type of problem. Since all this new technology makes the internet so incredibly accessible, pornography addiction has become far more common. If you want some help, I have a list of therapists you might want to contact. Thanks. I think we can take care of it. Actually, I'd I'd really appreciate that list. Let's go. Yeah, and I have practice. No, you don't. You've been suspended from the team. You gonna tell us what you were looking at online? Answer your mother. You know, stuff. Websites, pictures. What? Pornography. I can't hear you. I said pornography! Jeez! I was looking at pornography. Is that what you guys want to hear? Yeah. Sing it, boy. Yo, he straight up pushed his dad. They're turning physically violent against each other. It's 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 true rock bottom. Yeah. The 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 addiction is to is spiraling out of control. Um, his parents are like definitely treating him like any teen addict movie would be done on Lifetime, though. Which again, I yeah, think yeah. is a good thing. Yeah, it's the it's generic addiction treatment. It, it is it is the addiction template of behavior. But I like that because we 
at this time, we never saw that with porn for teens. Like, this was pretty taboo when it was made. And I think it's almost important that they spell it out that simply. Yeah. Like, instead of porn, like, fill in the blank, crack. Like, mm. anything else. This could be anything. Like, it's just, I don't know. I thought it spelled it out nicely and was a little bit ahead of its time. So, um, he's sulking while his parents make... W- uh, what seems to be an incredibly complicated salad. They're just listing vegetables back and forth to each other. Um, and he comes in and says that he can stop. He can stop doing this. And his dad says that it won't be that easy. His mom says that he's going to have to get professional help in order to quit this once and for all. And that there are consequences for his behavior. Uh, he's grounded for the rest of the semester. I love that they hadn't had this conversation up until now. Yeah. Because that would have been the first thing that would have happened there would be no dinner getting made if i didn't know my punishment well you know you gotta you gotta fit the runtime right you gotta you gotta really tease out this the stakes you know it's true um i just also am like what did he like tell me this boy knew he was grounded like tell me he didn't think that he was gonna have to just like write a paper and stay home a couple weeks well he's not writing any papers i know but just like did you ever have to write a letter to your mom no. Oh, that was always part of like when I would get as a in punishment. It was. It was not. It wasn't a punishment as much as it was like in order for me to prove that I had learned my lesson. My mom wanted like a comprehensive essay with what I did wrong, oh, what I could wow. have done differently, like why I was sorry, what I would do to prevent those steps in the future, like 100% held accountable in full writing. I think I might have done that once or twice as like a Hail Mary to like kind of get out of jail. Yeah, but it wasn't an assignment. But it was never an assignment. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I mean, it definitely helped my writing in some ways too because I had to really fucking get a point across or it was my ass on the line, you know, staying home for another week. Um, but we never called it grounding. It was probation in my house. Oh, no, it's the, that's a good one. Nice probation. And, yeah, it makes you, feel probation. Like a, makes you feel like a hardened outlaw. Yeah, for sure. Um, so he, he lays awake that night in bed, and he's looking pretty dazed. He goes into a dream, but the dream is basically like a brothel fantasy. He's yes. He's in a brothel. Yes. He sneaks out of bed and takes a credit card from Diane's purse. He's too far gone. Yeah. This is that. This, I'm like, Justin. Shut it down. The relapse. You wake someone up at this point, right? They should have had like an alarm on him or something. So he signs himself up for an internet connection, reconnects the family to the internet, which is a whole startup fee, I'm sure. And then he joins some paid porn websites. That's crazy that he was able to like re-get back on the internet. He didn't have to have like a Comcast guy show up between like 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. I know. It literally was just like a wheel. And it goes, you're now connected to the internet. Feel free to browse. I was like, hmm. And the Comcast guy just shows up and he's just like standing there naked. Just like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> um, I'm trying to fap, dude. <laughs> Um, so again, at this point, up until this part of the movie, there's no alluding to the fact that he masturbates to any of this stuff. Although we do get in this upcoming montage, as you said, a glimpse of an O face. So there's some acknowledgement that there's something happening. He's not just in love with the pictures, right? Right. So at school the next day, the weather is gray and Justin looks like a fucking shell of a person. He walks away from school. Pretty far, actually. Looks like, to me, what he walked through, like, three separate suburbs. And he wound up in what sort of wound up sort of looking like a Hancock Park type place. Yeah. Really nice big homes. And he goes up to the door of one of them, number 15, and he presses the intercom. 
and he asks uh, for someone who's home, and it's Miss Monica. Miss Monica, one eleven twenty-four to one fifteen thirteen, and I do want to tell you guys before we play this clip, it is about to get fucking crazy. What's, oh yeah, we're going happened? into space. Yeah, this is okay. Let's go. Hello. Who is it? It's Justin. Swimmer. She doesn't even know his name. Hi. Hi. Come on in, I won't bite. She's dressed very conservatively for Monica. So, do you want something to drink, or...? Oh, no, I'm fine, thanks. Wow, this is nice. Uh, Don't sound so surprised. I might get the wrong impression. What do you mean? That you think I'm a cheap slut from a low-rent family. Oh, no, no. I don't think that at all. Relax. I'm just teasing you. Let's go upstairs. Real fast. Doesn't even offer him water. That's so inhospitable. I did think that we were going to find out her parents were Mormon or something, though, when you got to the house. Real missed opportunity. You could have padded this movie out with a couple more minutes showing the parents. I would have loved that. I love that. Oh, wait, no. They're going to fuck in her parents' room, I think, and the pictures on the wall are of her very elderly parents. Or is that her grandparents? Gotta be grandparents. She's fucking her grandparents' room? Wouldn't you, um, want to be in your room? No. This is exactly where I want to be. Ew. I could tell you wanted to be with me that first time we met. Really? Yeah, but then you left me so quickly the other night. Oh, no, no. It wasn't you. It just... Well, I had this paper due. Well, what about now? Do you have to be anywhere else? No. Show me how much you want me. Mm. This is a lot. You know, I'm not like little sweet. What's her name? Amy? What? That's her name, Amy. Whatever. Maybe that was the moment that killed it for him, saying Amy's Um, name. No, no. He didn't have a boner the whole time. That's my part of my theory. Please. Yeah. We can go as slow as you want. No, stop. Hey, um, I'm sorry. This isn't how I pictured it would be. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really. I don't really feel like it anymore. Are you kidding? Are you turning me down? No, no, it's just not that. It's just... You're kidding me. Get out. Get the hell out of here! Get out of here! 
Well, I definitely thought there was going to be a moment where, I, for a moment, I was like, she's going to rape him. And then I was happy to see that her narcissism took over and yes. she just chased him out of the fucking house. That's right. But she's too she's too clever for that. Your she's boner theory? Yeah, my boner theory, right? It's like if if you are Wait, she's too clever to Oh, to okay, to not rape him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's not like she's not going to like uh put She's the femme fatale, right? The femme fatale would She's not taking that. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. not going to be turned down by the dweeb. No, no, no. But she's not going to but she's also not going to like, you know, force herself on him because that's like, you know, that's not how you effectively play the long game the way she does. Uh, but my boner theory is that like because this guy is a a porn addict and this this is like this is that very real phenomenon where it's like you don't you don't enjoy sex or you don't feel uh as connected to sex in the in the appropriate way where it's like to the point where it gets in the way of your actual sexual enjoyment like when he's when he's trying to have sex with with amy's girlfriend and then later this time like both of them are like completely like haywire like not appropriately modulated like sexual experiences so he's just like his brain just like doesn't work in that way anymore and that is a a sort of like overplayed but macro version of what porn does to a lot of people's brains, I think. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Monica is about to do something. Honey, I don't think any of us expected. No. She goes into that bathroom and she has a, a look at the Monica in the mirror and she decides to fucking bash her head into the countertop mm-hmm. and draw a comically large stream of blood chocolate sauce it was 100 percent chocolate sauce and i typically hate it when people say that because i'm like it's not fucking chocolate sauce you and i both are seeing that's not chocolate sauce this was chocolate sauce that was fully yeah um so what's gonna happen with that well i'm sure that has something to do with why he's getting the shit beat out of him at the end right Mm -hmm. well diane gets home later and there's a message from the bank about her credit card account she's on the phone with them and then steve comes home he's been called home as well The pop-ups come on over and over and over again on the computer. It's endless. Justin comes in and sees what they're doing, so he grabs the plug and pulls it out of the wall. Am I wrong, or is is that is that hentai on the on the screen when the when the pop-ups come up? When right in this moment when he runs into the the room. Well, let's see. I think we just passed it. That's why we should go back like about ten or so seconds. We can maybe see whether that's hentai or not. Put my glasses on. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. They do look very animated, though. They do. I think it's right here. Where is that sweet anime porn? There it is. Oh, yeah. I was right. We got it all in the mix. Damn. What's that about? Hentai? I mean, I know what it is, but what's it about? Uh, like it, it's, it's, I don't know what that kink, re- I don't get it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's extremely, well, you, you kind of have to like anime to be into it. Sure. Uh, and it's also like, uh, hentai is also extremely. <laughs> I wouldn't get it because I don't like anime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kinda why I don't watch it. But... Right, yeah. I think I think people just gotta open their mind to anime. It's you know just what I mean? like, it's just like cartoon naked ladies. Yeah, but it's also like, 
everything's like super exaggerated and it's I've always seen, like, like the squids coming out of this the tentacle stuff, stuff. Like that. a lot of the times squids. like you'll see like the, the women just like have comical proportions yeah uh a lot of times it's a lot of stuff that like you really couldn't get away with in like in like porn using like live action people like like it's all like you know rape stuff mm. and like you know, flirting with the boundaries of like underage girls and stuff like that. Um, it's it's extreme. It sounds like exactly like porn, but with all the pluses of animation. It's 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 porn played up to like a hundred. Love like it a, out of ten. Like I it's will like, say, if a thirty-something-year-old man's jerking off to that, though, I don't need to ever know about that. Yep. that's an inside. It thought. is. It's so messed up. That's it's an inside thought. Very not good. Um, so let's find out what Steve and Diane have to say about all this. 116.39 to 117.25. He trusted you. And you lied again. No, I know. It was only a couple of times, I swear. It's been more than a couple of times. I just got a call from the credit card company because of some unusual activity on my account. You've been buying pornography with my credit card. Mom, I'm going to pay you back every penny. Justin, you're addicted. You can't stop. I'm not addicted. Stop lying. I'm not. Stop it. Just stop lying. Just get the hell out of my face. Oh, God. Daddy number six is out. Hit me, Dad. Hit me, Dad. Stop it. Hit me, Dad. Stop. Stop. That's a real what have we become moment if Mm -hmm. I've ever seen one. That's the... Rebel without a cause. Is there not like a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle they can send him to for a weekend? You gotta gotta hire any other actor, you know? It's not in budget. I just mean like, can there even be like a threat of that? Because of course, we go to another family dinner where these people are still trying to sit around a fucking table together. And of course, what comes up at the end of dinner? They don't pursue a lot of solutions. No, no, no solutions. And they're his poor at disciplining these kids in a way that I cannot even explain. They are. So at the end of dinner, knowing he's grounded, this little shit says to his parents, can I go over to Amy's house? And they're like, you're grounded. And he's like, but I want to apologize. Fair. I like that. I like an apology. So Diane's like, okay, but I'm going to drive you. So she pulls up to the house. We see Amy's little shadow is in the doorway. So she is in there. And they have a conversation about, you know, how he's going to go to therapy. He's going to get on the right track. Things are going to change. And she's really proud of him in this moment. And she says, okay, go in there, talk to Amy. And when you're done, call me and I'll pick you up. Now, I don't want to say that Diane has to be a prison guard for this kid, but we already know she has audiobooks, right? Yeah. Put on your fucking audiobook and sit in the car and wait for your deviant child to finish apologizing to the Christian girl whose life you ruined. Yeah, put the audiobook on. Maybe you're learning Spanish in the car. You're or gonna something. drive away from this criminal and leave him, this person who has lied to you at every turn. He's a felon. He committed credit card fraud. That's he true. Fucking, he's a felon. This would be a felony. Identity theft. Yes, he's a huge. This this kid's a problem. All right. So she leaves him there and she's going to get she's going to get what she's going to get. He goes in, says, you know, sorry to Amy. Amy's being very nice and Christian about it. She clearly wants nothing to do with him moving forward. But he does tell her he's going to go get some help. He's going to figure it out. And when he comes back, maybe they can just be friends. Maybe they can go to church sometime. 
And she's like, okay, that sounds nice. And she gives him a kiss and goes inside. Well, Justin, of course, he doesn't fucking do what he's supposed to do. He heads out on foot from the house. Um, and he starts walking just down the street. And one of the guys, like, in the crew, I'm not exactly sure which one, spots him while he's pumping gas. Yeah. And he gets in his car and drives up around the corner to the diner where Monica and the rest of the kids are hanging out, the one that looks like a seedy dive bar. And they're like, oh, we saw him or whatever, right? He's on his way. 123.52 to 124.45. Almost the end, guys. Home stretch. This is coming up the street. Baby, don't. Baby. Let go. So she's sitting there with a bloody forehead. And says, baby, don't. And then smile. She is such a, such a Manipulator, yes. She's abusive. Yeah. Borderline? Oh, certainly. This is scary to me. Yeah. I hate getting, like, I'm a small fry in terms of people beating me up. It scares me. Two on one. It's not like beating up a girl, is it, Swimpling? I shouldn't touch her, Swimpling. Just like I'm not touching you. And we should be clear, Timmy is in on this, too. He's driving the car, and Timmy was his supporter from day one. Mm -hmm. So this little motherfucker gets kicked out of the car onto a pile of broken up boxes in this alleyway. And Dooley, or whatever his name is, Monica's boyfriend that she cheats on him, like, whatever. He gets out of the car and starts kicking him, adding a little, like, extra to it. And Timmy's like, don't don't fuck him up, man. We got to go. So I guess thanks for something, Timmy. Yeah. It's, he did. Uh, I think that kid was gonna like really kick his spleen in or something. He was gonna kill him, but no, they gotta leave him. They gotta leave him to his own devices so he can he can finally do the deed himself. That's right. He has to. He has to face. He has to be the final nail in his own coffin. I wrote based on the condition of his body after this. There's not any chance of the scholarship moving forward. Oh yeah, no. His his hundred free time is gonna be well over a minute. So now we're back at the beginning. He's at the pool. We're seeing those spread eagle arms jumping into the pool. He's mm -hmm. fucking flying high, ready to go. Floats in that water. And um, there's like a little glimmer in the water that catches his eye. He starts to look back and see his mom and Amy and all the fun times he's had in the pool. He sees his coach and his dad and his brother cheering him on. He looks back to like, you know, him and Amy kissing and having sweet, tender moments, like everything that he's lost during all of this. He snaps his head out of the water and he's looking back into his past years, like everything else. And um, I was just going to say, I think it's really funny that in the absolute worst moment of this guy's life, like the like the just the nadir of his young life, a point where he will be traumatized from forever. He thinks about his coach. I think that's funny to me. Like I, my swim coach was not somebody I even. I'm struggling to remember his last name. Mm -hmm. Like it, that. That's just such a such a good strong influence that coach had on his life. The coach was a big part of it. True, but you know what I think that pool represents the womb. Oh yes. At the end of this, I was like, that's where he feels safe. That's where he goes back to his roots. That's what he associates with his mother. This has been a constant his whole life. 
that pool is his mother's womb. The oceanic feeling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So then, uh, because we got to watch this illegally, as it is the only copy online that I could find, our actress, we were treated to a little post-movie PSA. This is too I'm good. obsessed. So Kelly Lynch comes up. And she says, teens today have a lot of access to information and technology, and they have a lot of pressure to grow up quickly. That behavior can lead to unhealthy perspectives on relationships and behavior that can endanger them in many ways. So talk to your kids and know how they're spending their time on the Internet and with their friends. For more information and many resources on addiction, visit LifetimeTV.com. <laughs> it's our lifetime commitment. I do have to say I love lifetime redirecting suicidal and addicted people to their website you have a problem with the internet and i know because the tv told me and you should join the lifetime movie club where you can watch lifetime movies unlimited for only 3.99 a month uh it's just yeah it's uh what a sidestep that would never happen anymore so that was our movie i Fucking loved this movie. It did not give me any of the good emotional feels that I sometimes get with these movies. But it's also why I think they like very seldom make movies about guys on Lifetime. Even though I do consider Callie to be, um, Diane rather, to be sort of the person who's pushing this story as much as Justin's. Absolutely, yeah. You know, this is about her. This She's is the audience surrogate. His secret life. She's the person who's like the secret is hurting, right? So we do a thing here. On this show where we rank our movies. And I want to know from you. And don't overthink this because I know you're a cinephile. What do you consider to be one of the best made movies of all time? Uh, Well, let's go with, since I referenced it so much, let's go with Blue Velvet by David Lynch. Okay, perfect. So when we're rating this movie, when I ask you a category, anything a one is, is Blue Velvet. Okay. And a five is the most lifetimey of lifetime movies, okay. meaning like a real good Tory spelling one. What the the quintessential essence of what these movies are. Uh huh. Versus, you know, as opposed to a real movie. Okay. <clears throat> so, the acting in this movie. Did you think this was a one, two, three, four, or five? This was, if I'm being honest, uh, this was a three. And I say that I didn't think it was. Yeah, I didn't think it was bad, which is a bummer to me because it should have either been really good or really odd. You know what I mean? No, I think I mean, a lot of you'll see as we go through this, I'm going to give it a 2.5 because I thought it was pretty good. And I think that you'll find a lot of times in these movies that something's got to give. And for me, they usually go with strong actors and crazy stories believability of the world and characters did you buy that this was a a scene in a world and real people and that this could happen uh i'm gonna give this a uh a two they lose they lose something for the ending Mm -hmm. but the rest of it uh hits very close to home (laughs) okay i'll give that a two creative use of words to avoid censorship so you know what the frick um you know like anytime they use something where it's like uncomfortable and you could tell that they wanted to use a swear there, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, I didn't really feel a lot of that. I didn't this. notice that much. But they managed to get around. I want to give it a, a two simply. I want to give it a three simply because they managed. No, fuck that. Actually, this is so wrong. This is a full, 
full-blown five. And the reason why is because we watched an entire movie about a teen with a masturbation and porn addiction, and we never once saw porn or even knew that he was masturbating. Yeah. They did a wonderful job of taking a, a topic that could have gone really off the rails and making it as, you know, G as except like as right. G as possible. Actually, if since we're since I did use Blue Velvet as an example, which is a movie with a very uh, a particular view of human sexuality, uh, this is about as much as you could possibly do a G-rated Blue Velvet. If you've ever seen Blue Velvet, that's exactly what this is. This is a G-rated David Lynch film. Okay. <laughs> Dialogue. Um, oof, boy. Uh, yeah, it's about a four for me. You thought it was that bad? I was, uh, I was struggling there with some of it. All right, we'll give it a four. Wardrobe. I thought it was, I thought it was perfect for Lifetime because this is about typically the budget and they did a good job executing it, but there were obviously some eyesores that came up, so I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna go to defer to you on that one. Hair and makeup. Um, I thought it was great in this movie. Monica was supposed to look trashy, so she did look trashy, but I'm gonna give it a two just because there were some favors that they really didn't do anyone in that department. And and the hair that was just the wrong decade for sure. Of yeah. A lot of the guys. Yeah, all the guys were just in different, totally different decades with their hair. Music. Um, typically, when we talk about music, was it like a banging soundtrack or was it like, did it bother you? Like, was the shitty music so bad that it that it caught your attention and annoyed you? Which number is is banging? Like, really good? Yeah. One. One would be banging as a fucking one. They fooled me with the Lincoln Park. And I loved the Lincoln Park. Okay, I found it very difficult to swallow certain scenes where we're supposed to be watching these parents have a conversation and there's this like sound alike song jamming upstairs so loud. I found that very distracting. I guess, I guess. But it did set a tone. Yeah. Okay. We should probably, I should probably amend it. I should, I should make my number higher because I like the Lincoln Park more than anybody else probably would. So I'll go with what you're going with. Let's go. We can go higher than that. We can go three or even higher, four. I don't know. Well, you wanted a one. Well, because I just like – I just love the Lincoln Park. I'm going to meet you on a two. Okay. Why don't we do a two? We're right, we'll do a two. a three or we'll four. We'll do a two. We'll do a two. Crying. For that, I usually like a big crying jag. <clears throat> like when I mean that, I mean like a big sobbing scene that's like comically bad – I didn't. I thought everything was done pretty tastefully in this movie. Although Monica was kind of iconic, and for that, I feel like this movie should get a, a three just for that. That's oh, on her alone for Monica's sure. Monica's scene was everything. Victimization of the female character. So in this, because Lifetime is television for women, so we have got some women to look at. We've got obviously Diane, we've got Monica, and we've got Amy. We also have Beth. Women are often in these movies, it's the side characters that are shafted the most and it's like the most painful in a lot of ways. I actually felt that all the women in this movie had it pretty rough. Like as I set it up in that first scene where you saw like the two girls that were weirded out by it, Monica who was so into it and then Amy who was just like afraid. Everyone in, in these movies, I feel like it's very strong female victimization because it's it's just women trying to figure out men and what men do. Yes. And that's a very helpless feeling. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's a four. Definitely. I mean, no one got assaulted, but you know, like that's typically the <laughs> stalked or assaulted is the five, uh, failure and or refusal to jump to the logical conclusion. 
Yeah. I mean, that is that is absolutely a five mm-hmm. for sure. Not even a question. Yeah. Even just like them not knowing how to discipline their children. Yeah. Um, dropped plot lines. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say that the, uh, the, the dad, the parents relationships, all of that is a, is a better movie just not happening on the sidelines. We also didn't get any resolution as to what happens with this character or anyone else in this movie. It ends with him just floating in a pool thinking about his life. It's a very artistic ending, I would say. It's very, uh, it does not give the audience the catharsis they so desperately want. No, and I mean, it almost makes you wonder if he drowned himself in that pool after, like that he had his last moments looking at everyone he loved in his life and everything he'd ever done. It is almost like, like for all intents and purposes, he did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Draw plot lines. I mean, I think I'm going to give this a strong four. Yeah, for sure. And then font. I think that this is a pretty lifetimey font. It's not the worst we've ever seen, but it's, I think, a three. What's the worst? Like, what are we talking? Like, what's the worst kind of lifetimey font? Um, super really sci-fi stuff that doesn't line up <gasps> oh. with the other stuff. Oh, like, sure. sometimes, like, really, like, um, a scripty, almost like, like a papyrus that just like shines. We get a lot yeah, of papyrus yeah. up in this piece for sure. Um, I'm going to give it a three just because it's like a, it's not offensive, but it's definitely just a final cut basic font. Um, which leaves us with, a, I don't think this is like that high on the scale, but it's a nice one. Sammy, what's our number? 39.5. A solid start to, I think, our first male-led movie of the season. Mm. This is fabulous. Nate Fisher, all of his information is in the description of this show. You're also a stand-up comedian. You run around town doing stand-up all the time. I do run. Where can people find you if they want to see your shows? Do you have uh, a place where you post them? I will post them on my Twitter and Instagram, which is at Nate Media Good. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. I will be, uh, posting them. Uh, and you know, someday I'm going to come to your town or city across the USA or even Canada or somewhere else. I'm going to be a, a touring comic. You're going to do it. I'm going to do it for sure. Absolutely. I'm really happy for you. And I'm going to do it because I've given up pornography. That's right. You haven't, you have a lot of free time on your new lease on life. It was holding me back. Well, I'm really excited we got to do this. I think it was a great movie, and oh, yeah. you were a fabulous guest, and I appreciate your stories. Thank you. I have to ask you, why are you wearing the Maryland State flag on your socks? I like uh, flags. You do? I do. Do you have any connection to Maryland? I have no connection to the state of Maryland. It's like the only state whose flag I know because it's so fucking ugly. It's my favorite flag. It is? It's gorgeous. It's No, it's not gorgeous. It's like fun and tacky. No, it's like cool. It's It's like it's it's... All flags should aspire to that. You want everybody to be the flag. That's flat. the truth, is that it, it goes buck. It went there. Absolutely. Like it goes there, okay? It's, there we go. Tie it all back to the real winner of the internet, Degrassi, the next generation. By the way, I own wheelchairdrake.com. We'll sell it to you for five grand. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. I'm Mal. Sammy was awesome. Wags is great. Wags, do you have anything to say? Can you see your All right. That was it. All right. Bye. <laughs>
But more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now, providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 